Good evening, Warriors. It's January 28th, 2023. We are a nation divided, a nation in chains, a democracy broken, but the question remains, who will we be after this evolution, after this revolution? Because we have seen the lies and the deception that the conservative ideology is tangled up in. They are tied into knots with propaganda and conspiracy theories. They trust in gerrymandered districts, voter suppression, and a corrupt, stolen Supreme Court to hold power. They work for the slave master, not the slave. They are the cowardice, not the brave. Conservatism will never set you free if it's based in ignorance, intolerance, and bigotry. Listen to me, warriors, rise up. Just like 2022, turning red seas to blue, warriors, speak out. First your voice, then your voice, but make sense, not just noise, warriors, be heard. Be silenced no more until 2024. Join the revolution once again as our Windy City soldier, a man on a mission. Stop looking, listen, Chicago B, it is so good to see you again, brother. What's up, How man? How you been? Uh, I'm tired. I'm tired. I got in late last night, man. Uh, I went to a screening of uh, Pulp Fiction. It was a movie party, and uh, so I'm tired. But I'm 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 ready to go. Uh, I'm ready to go. I'm I'm ready to go. You know, Pulp Fiction was one of my favorite movies. Uh, I think it was my early 20s or whatever when it came out. Uh, I still have the script. I bought the screenplay. I liked it so much. I was 21. Yeah. So um, it's definitely part of not necessarily our childhood, because um, more like you know college years. Our twenty, yep. <laughs> but it's an iconic film. It'll 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 always be a relevant film as far as our culture is concerned and how we grew up. Yep. But uh, we got a lot to talk about today, yes, and sir. I'm trying to not get pissed off today. I'm gonna I'm gonna be chill, angry but chill angry. If that makes any sense here, I, I, I'm I I I. Vow to not shout today, but I will be stern. You know, I, I have a theory with that, and I, I tell people all the time that I call it controlled chaos. It's controlled I think, chaos. I think I was good. A, I was a football coach for a while, and when I when I got my team together and we ran plays, I told them that out there, once the ball is snapped, it's a free-for-all. It's a fucking zoo, and you have to know yeah. what you're doing. It's controlled chaos. Yep. It's blocking the things out that don't matter, like George Santos's lying ass. <laughs> and understanding what's important, and that's healthcare, education, infrastructure, and making sure that our children grow up in a more productive society, a more tolerant society, a more empathetic society, which you talk about a lot, yeah. than, than what we did. We need to build the future for our children so that they can finish the construction when we're gone. Yep. Warriors, you ready to start this? As Chris Cuomo says, let's get at it. Let's rise up, warriors. This is the Progressive Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. This is Ghost. I'm asking all of our warriors out there to give us a piece of their mind. Please write us at progressivewarriorpodcast at gmail.com. Progressivewarriorpodcast at gmail.com. Rise up, speak out, and be heard, warriors. B, I talk a lot about conservatives. Lacking any real policy initiatives. It seems that recently they've latched on to cutting Social Security, cutting Medicaid, which directly targets seniors, and recently a 30% sales tax, which would really hurt poor people 
and working middle class Americans <sighs> whose almost their entire paycheck goes to buying the goods and services they need just for the week to get by. And I just want to ask, how is this a winning strategy going forward? And as a conservative voter, how can you consistently watch them target you? Over and over and over again, while giving away to the billionaires and giving away to the corporate class, while time after time targeting you as a senior, how do you continue voting for the conservative movement as a working class American, a hard working American, continue voting for a party, for an ideology that has no interest in helping you at all? B, I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. I don't understand it either, other than the fact that they, you know, they... I don't know. Um, there were conservatives who voted for Trump, but yet took advantage of the Affordable uh, Health Care Act, yeah. a.k.a. Obamacare. And they were like, well, I, I just hope he doesn't do it. And I think, you you know, so it, it, you'll probably have that sort of attitude. I, I hope that they don't do it. But I'm sure. Hey, hey, look, um, we all long for the glory days of George W. Bush, but a lot of people happily gave uh, gave up their freedoms for the Patriot Act. You know, you they had did. people, you, you had people out there saying, you know, um, uh, it, it it's sad that we got to do this, but it, it's got to be if done. If that would have been a progressive politician, we would have heard communist, socialist all day long. We would yes. have heard taking away your freedoms, the government spying on you all day long. And none of you freedom-loving right-wing conservatives said a fucking word No, when they passed that bill. And there has not been a bill in the entirety of our nation that took away your freedoms and, and spied on you than that bill. And I'll be the first one to say I'm not necessarily against the bill. Because that is how you catch terrorists before they blow people up and kill people. And I'm not a terrorist, so if they want to listen to my phone calls, you know what? Go ahead. I don't really care. But, I mean, that... but. People willingly did it because you know we got to stop the terrorists, and I have nothing to hide. So, so, right. so I'm sure you, you'll have people out there who actually believe um, that Social Security is. You know, we got to do this for Social Security to save Social Security, even though we have been paying into fucking Social Security since we've started paying and taxes. It's necessary because before Social Security, our seniors, our grandparents were living in the streets struggling to survive because they had no income after they stopped working. It is a necessity for us to, to, to give to those who have given all their lives. You work your whole life for the slave master, and when you're too old to row, they want to throw you off the boat. And if that's how you feel, then enjoy. take a glass of water and enjoy your time in hell. Um, because that's who you are. You're a devil, you're a demon if you believe that. But I believe in paying a little more on my taxes and take care of our grandparents and our seniors. Mine, yours, everybody's. Because they work their whole lives. You mentioned the ACA. Yeah. And that's something I don't think the progressive movement has hit on hard enough, often enough. When you take the ACA piece by piece by piece by piece by piece, there is a 60 to 70% favorability across the board Republican and, 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 and conservative, progressive and Democrat alike. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in this? Yes. Do you like this? Yes. Do you think that's a good idea? Yes. And then you said, do you like the ACA? I'm okay with the ACA. Do you like Obamacare? No. Because they're too stupid to understand they're the same thing. Right. And the second part of that is this big lie, because that's all the Republican 
you know, establishment seems to do, the, the conservative ideology, all they do anymore is lie. This whole idea about repeal and replace. They had nothing to replace it with in the they, Trump era, other than the fact that... Area. Yeah. They, they don't today, they didn't five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. They had no plan. They just don't want you to have health care. Go ahead, B. Yeah, uh, but under Trump, um, he was even called out on it in an interview in the, the 2020 election at one of the town halls. And he kept saying, it's all set to go. It's all set to go. Not well, set to go. Well, then, if you have a fucking plan... What are you waiting for, motherfucker? And it, and it's not even Trump. Again, I, we we talk about Trump a lot. That's but again, you know that's what? not the, even the Trump. The Republicans honestly have never had a health care plan. They don't. They've have... never had a health care plan, and now they have no plan at all for anything. They were they kept on running on inflation. They kept on running on gas prices. But now that they got slim, and let me just say this again, a very slim majority. They are not even concentrating on that. They are concentrating on payback for what the Democrats did to Trump. They're trying to kick three senior Democrats off of committees for a bunch of bullshit because uh, Paul Gosar and Marjorie Taylor Greene were kicked off committees for legitimate reasons. Meanwhile, George Santos is on two different committees. Two different committees, and he lied his way to... Uh, to win, and now he's under investigation for uh, everything. Everything now, and everything. He's lied about everything. He's lied, and a, 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 he's lied every about every fucking thing. You you mentioned inflation. The, the the conservatives ran on inflation, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a conservative, please don't turn us off yet. Just listen for, for, for five more minutes. They have no plan to they deal with ran the inflation. On inflation, and one of their ideas right now, ladies and gentlemen, is a thirty percent sales tax. Thirty percent sales tax in place of social security. Hello, inflation. You whatever the co- whatever that? the cost of your you know grocery bill is right now, add thirty add thirty cents on the dollar to that. Exactly. That's not going to bring anything down. When your children need shoes, add thirty cents to the dollar on that. When you need to buy them a new pair of pants to go to school, underwear, socks. These are necessities in, in our society right now. Yeah, I mean... Add 30 cents to the dollar on that, okay? If it was $10 before, it's $13 now. And now times that by how many times you have to go to the store and buy something for your children. And if you got three, four children, you're going broke. Hello, inflation. They're lying to you. They don't care. And they are doing this... And they're going to hold the debt ceiling hostage unless they get this stuff done. Now, Kevin McCarthy doesn't know it yet. He's in over his fucking head. Um, He's trying to appease these people so much, but yet there are Republicans right now who are starting to break ranks with him who have called him out and said, Kevin Fucking govern. Stop dealing with trying to throw people off committees and putting these idiots on committees. I forgot who it, it, it was, but one, but several people are not going along with him and kicking Schiff, um, Swalhill, and uh, Omar off the committees. I forgot who the rep because was. Because they're but knowledgeable, they said, professional yeah. politicians who study these issues and make intelligent decisions based on logic and right. reason. They're not this lying-ass George Santos or this clown Marjorie Taylor Greene. These people have no business being near power. They know nothing about politics. They're TikTok stars. So, hey, I remember um, like a year ago, two years ago, there was some sort of Senate hearing, and uh, 
Amy Klobuchar always follows Ted Cruz. Uh, but Ted Cruz gave some cockamamie bullshit deal. And when Amy Klobuchar was responding to him, he wasn't even paying attention. After he gave his spiel, he was looking on his phone, going to Twitter. Yeah. To see if what he was saying How was likes? trending. Yeah. That, that, that's what he was. That's all they care that's about. That's who these people are. They're not serious politicians. Don't don't think of a politician as a bad thing. And I've said this before. A politician is someone who studies and understands policy. Yeah. Okay. You may not necessarily trust your lawyer, but you better fucking have one when you go into court. You may not trust your doctor, but if you go to the hospital, you don't need one. Yeah. You may not trust your mechanic a hundred percent, but when your car breaks down, you're calling somebody, ain't you? Well, that's a politician. Except about a thousand times, a million times more important. Your politicians have to understand policy. They have to study it. They have to they have to reason it. They have to figure out how it works within within the balance of our economy. This takes a lot of work, and 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 truthfully, it takes a lot of of, of conversations. And you can't have TikTok stars who don't want to listen, talk, and have conversations because and, they're too interested in how many likes their last blurb got. And it takes what I've been saying all along, ever since we began this podcast. Empathy. You does. have to listen to the it other side. Does, Even if you don't agree with them, you have to listen to the other side. But there is no conversations now with the other side. I got to say that politics in general, thanks to the 24-hour media cable news deal, has gotten like sports. Um, people are for their teams now. And we can't yeah. have conversations. It's like... Right. Uh, it's like... Um, a Chicago Bears fan against a 49ers fan. Um, and, uh, and, you know, but, 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 so, no, this, this didn't start, though, recently. The, 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 it, it's been going the on. The start of it was probably, if you had to pinpoint a moment in time, it was Newt Gingrich in 1994, contract mm-hmm. with America, lied his ass off to the American people so they could squash Hillary Care. That's what it was all about. Mm-hmm. Just like they went after Obama for Obamacare. They've been trying to keep from providing health care for a long, 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 long time because they make billions of dollars off of the health insurance mafia that steals from you daily. And don't forget, people, don't forget conservative voters, the ones who say public option is socialism and all this other fucking crap. You, you, John Q. Dumbass, is paying for your senators... Your congressmen, you are paying for their health care because they get they get great public health care. They get great health care. They get public funded health care. They certainly do. They get better health care than you and I. And Our military, they get public funded health care. It's just you and I got to pay out of our assholes uh, for... Uh, um, just to go see it now. Yeah, I mean, the Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and whoever else. And then they deny your claim because they don't want to pay even though the doctor says that's what you need. But Ted Cruz has government-sponsored health care. He doesn't go through Aetna or Blue Cross or whoever else. He has socialized health care. We are paying for it. The bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is we pay twice as much per person in health care than every other nation on earth, and we rank in the mid to late 30s in overall health care outcomes. Okay, we're, we're dying sooner we're sicker more often. 
We're not seeing primary physicians. We're not getting six-month checkups, yearly checkups. We're not doing the things that you need to do in order to have a healthy society. And yeah. quite frankly, a healthy society means a more productive society, a more efficient society. And that's why we're falling behind the rest of the world in every other way. But the truth is capitalists are too short-sighted because they only worry about how much they're making today. And they're not worried about what's going to happen 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. That's how it is on healthcare with capitalists. That's how it is with energy for capitalists. That's how it is with the environment for capitalists. They will poison and pollute your water and watch their own workers die because they know that their children will pick up the slack later. You talked about the debt limit earlier. Mm-hmm. Republicans voted to raise the debt limit without hesitation, ladies and gentlemen. Three Freedom! times. Three times during Trump's four years in office. They passed a $1. trillion tax cut for the wealthiest people in our nation with no hesitation. During Trump's four years in office, our national debt increased from $19.9 trillion to $26.9 trillion, roughly a 33% increase, and Republicans said nothing about it and did nothing to help you. It was a handout to the wealthiest people in our nation. Now, for some historical background, Reagan, your conservative, you know, what is he there, uh... You love him. Hero. He's your hero. Thank I you, come. sir. Thank you, B. He's your conservative hero. He quadrupled the national debt. He basically cut the top tax rate from 70% to 35%, set our nation on a course of increased debt for decades, which still, is, still exists today. And for the, for the most part, uh, our infrastructure is crumbling, our schools are failing, and our economic structure eventually crashed because of Reaganomics. Then Clinton was elected. He implemented more progressive economic policies, created more jobs than any other administration in American history, completely eliminated our annual deficits, created a surplus, and we began to pay down our nation's debt. Then Bush stole the election in 2000 from Al Gore, who was the most environmentally conscious candidate in our nation's history, a man who would have won election and started a Green New Deal 20 years ago if the left would not have voted third party and just supported our fucking candidate. But you were ignorant children who couldn't do so. I hope you've learned your lesson. <laughs> um, but Bush reinstated Reg- Reaganomics. And based on trickle-down Reagan economic structure, once again, he took money from the middle class, gave our wealth to the top 1%, rising debt, crushed our economy again, our nation, eventually our, our, our economy basically essentially collapsed into the worst recession since the Great Depression. And oh, by the way, he started a war. A 20-year war, which gave trillions of dollars that could have went to healthcare, could have went to education, could have went to infrastructure. But instead, we gave it to warmongers, weapons manufacturers, gun dealers, and terrorists. <laughs> then Obama got elected. Conservatives, are you following this yet? Do I need to back the fuck up? Do you need to rewind? Then Obama was elected. More progressive economic policies. Turned our economy around, lifted us out of the greatest recession since the Great Depression, saved the auto industry, cut our annual deficits by 65%, and set our nation on a path of job creation that still is working today. And that's with heavy resistance. A complete resistance. A a Republican House. We did keep the Senate, but then... Uh, I think it was 2016, we lost both the House and the Senate, yes. and he still was able to get this done. And even with people on the left, 
the hard left, you know, saying, oh, he's not doing enough. Oh, he's not doing... But, you know, he still was able to make I think Hillary, a lot of moves. Hillary would have gotten done more, and I'll tell you why. Because, you know, Barack Obama hadn't been through the fire the way Hillary had. As soon as the, the right would have given Hillary any pushback, Hillary would have told them to go fuck themselves and rammed the health care bill down their throats. And oh, by the way, she would have probably made Barack Obama her vice president, and we'd have held presidency for probably 16 years. But, you know, the Democratic establishment gave in to the far left, and you know, now we got Trump. Um... I'm telling. I'm just trying to educate people, man. I'm just trying to wake people up. Mm-hmm. I really am. You know, and going back to the healthcare issue, which which is all tied up into our economy. We spend 17 percent of our GDP right now on healthcare. The average throughout the rest of the world is 10 percent, and it covers every citizen. So let me say that again. We pay 17 percent of our GDP. And most of our population is either uninsured or underinsured. The rest of the world, 10% of their GDP, and they cover every single citizen. How can you afford to pay for health care? Dude, you're already paying too much. <laughs> yep. I don't have anything to add to any of that there. Health really insurance don't. premiums make up about 22% of our payroll. If we had me- Medicare, that would be 10%. Say that again for those of you who got sidetracked. Squirrel. We currently pay 22% of our overall payroll on healthcare to the insurance mafia that does not have doctors on staff, does not have nurses on staff, they do not run hospitals, they do not do research, they sit between you and your doctor and they steal your money and deny your care. And if we have Medicare for all, that would be 10%. And their job is to deny. That's their job. That's how they make money. They're a capitalist institution. Period. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I'm trying to think of something to say to that, and I don't. I got more to say. We have over 500,000 bankruptcies every year related to health care. 500,000 bankruptcies a year because of health care. And you want to know what the number one reason for divorce is in the United States? Economic issues. Uh This is all tied together, ladies and gentlemen. And if we could just pull your heads out of the elephant's ass long enough to explain it to you. Maybe you'll wake up and start voting your interests. And I know a lot of the damn COVID deniers, they had to deal with a lot of it when they finally got COVID and uh, their husbands or their spouses were then in the emergency room and uh, their healthcare insurance wasn't covering the cost of their stay anymore and eventually... They're putting GoFundMes on uh, yeah. Twitter and Facebook. Please yeah. help us out. Well, I mean, first off, you denied that the uh, damn thing existed to begin with. Uh, but you know, I didn't feel. So, uh, Be, uh, I didn't I, empathize with that shit. But still, you you felt the wrath yeah. of what the healthcare industry is doing. And I know we're talking healthcare, healthcare, but this it's is important. tied to the economy. It is. Yes, this sir. This is tied yes, to yeah. the shit that's going to happen with. The, the debt ceiling. Yep, Turn off fucker Carlson. Turn off fuckhead Carlson. Stop listening to people like him, born with a fucking silver spoon in his mouth, who never worked a fucking day job in his they, life. They don't know what you're going through. They've never had a normal life. They've never struggled the way you struggle. But because you agree with him on God, guns, and gays, that's you know, why you listen to him. Well, he's encouraging you to vote against your real issues. 
Progressives out there, if you're listening... John Q. Stupid! Poor people make up 30% of the electorate right now. People who are categorically considered poor make up 30% of the electorate. And listen to this, progressives. When I tell you to stand up, speak out, be heard, when I tell you to reach out, not just on the streets, but throughout social media, reach out to your friends, to your neighbors, to your family members, to your coworkers. this is what I'm telling you. Over 40% of the electorate in every single state with a margin of victory was less than 3%. I'm going to say it again. 40%, that's close to half. That's four out of every 10. 40% of the electorate in every single state that was decided by less than 3%, they're considered poor. We have to reach out on economic issues. We may have different social uh, beliefs, but everybody wants to feed their family. Everybody wants to, to, to relieve the anxiety of being poor. And I drive a rock truck for a living. I worked almost 60 hours. I worked 59 hours this week. <laughs> so forgive me if I don't have all my notes in order. But while I'm driving that rock truck, I'm seeing those people on the street. Yeah. I, I get them calling me in my job. Um, you know, these people who are taken advantage by scammers on the phone and I really can't do anything for them because if you fall for a scam, but I know how precious the little amount of money is that they get because they were promised that they were going to get some sort of qualifying government loan, which was bullshit, but you have to pay us uh, $3,000 in taxes before you get it. And they gave whatever $3,000 was in their bank account that they were now scammed out of. So I know how, the little money is that these people have are is it's precious to them and then when they've been scammed out of this money from somebody overseas and they don't have anything to pay their bills with but you know and, and ladies and gentlemen it's not stupidity it's desperation yeah it, it's desperation you know again i mentioned before you know i i you know i coached football you know my daughter was into football. She loved football. So I was like, I'm from Ohio. Yeah, baby, let's play football. And she loved it. She was great at it. And we had a great time. Part of our childhood I'll never forget. But sometimes you're down by 10 in the fourth quarter and you're desperate. Sometimes your child's sick. And you're behind on rent already. And you don't know how you're paying the electric bill. And your child is sick. And you don't have health care. And you're wondering, do I take my child to the doctor or not? It's not stupidity, ladies and gentlemen. It's desperation. And these corporate capitalists, they love your desperation. Because when you are desperate, you will work for $7 an hour eight dollars an hour you'll work under horrifying conditions and not say a word i don't know how many times i've taken my rock truck out when it wasn't really safe to go out when the brakes weren't up to par and there was a, a blinker that was out right now the 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 seat belt on the passenger side doesn't work and often i take a guy with me to go do a cleanup where we pick rock up off the street because it was the wrong rock we have to pick it up, take it back, and put down the rock they wanted. And I'll take this man out in a 50,000-pound rock truck. He has no seatbelt on. Now, does he go complain? 
and not go to work today and not get paid today and not pay his bills? Or does he sit in that seat knowing that if I screw up, he might die? It's not stupidity. It's desperation. When I get to work and there's something wrong with my truck and it can't be fixed today, do I go say something about it knowing that now I'm going to go home and not get paid for the day? Or do I just take the truck out and try to be as careful as I can so I don't murder your children in the backseat of your car because the capitalist monopolies and the billionaires and the millionaires of our society don't want us to be safe, don't care whether or not we live or die. They want their motherfucking money. Like I said last time, you are not a fucking slave. And if you conservative motherfuckers don't understand that, that's exactly what you will become. And the reason why you're so angry now with minorities and immigrants is because you know that's what you've already become. You're a slave and you hate it. I don't like it either. I got something for us here. Sorry, B. B told me what time it was, and it's about mid-time right now. We're at halftime, and I got something to play for our halftime. Um, this is Malcolm X uh, during an interview, and uh, it was an it was an older, wiser Malcolm X. This was not during his younger days, and I thought it was just very, very interesting, and I want to play it for y'all. So just hold on for a second. Let me get this on. I hope y'all enjoy it as much as I did. Tonight's front page challenge welcomes the outspoken Negro leader, Malcolm X. Sir, what was, what's the real reason why you two men split? Is it merely ideological or is it personality? What else? Probably personality. It was not uh, the statement that uh, originally was gave, given uh, by the movement when, I, when we split. More personality than anything else. You've called people like Martin Luther King, who just got a Nobel Peace Prize, uh, an Uncle Tom. Is this correct? First. Well, I'd rather say that uh, in the states there's a law that has recently been passed or a decision handed down by the court wherein if you call someone an Uncle Tom, they can sue you for libel. Well, so I never refer to them as Uncle Toms. I would say that Uncle Martin is my friend. Uncle Martin is your friend, yet you would disagree with his uh, approach to what he wants to accomplish. Definitely. If his approach would bring about uh, what the black man in America needs, to completely eliminate the problem that we have, I would say well and good. But I very much doubt that uh, anyone who uh, adopts the approach that Martin Luther King has been teaching to our people in that country can point to any meaningful gains that has actually served to solve the problem. Black Muslims uh, have sometimes, whether you have or not, and I think probably you have, have sometimes, it seemed to me, been preaching hate to meet hate. Uh, I don't advocate any kind of hate. But there's a lot of talk that sounds very much like it. No, I think that the guilt complex of the American white man is so profound until when you begin to analyze the real condition of the black man in America, instead of the American white man eliminating the causes that create that condition, he tries to cover it up by accusing his accusers of teaching hate. But actually, they're just exposing him for being responsible for what exists. Well, that's, that's uh, something of, of an argument, but I've heard speeches made by some of the people of your group. I think I've heard you make speeches. It seemed to me that you were advocating uh, what I would have to describe, I think, as violence to meet the serious injuries that have been done your people, with which I totally agree. I don't call that violence. Uh, I don't in any way encourage black people to go out and initiate acts of aggression indiscriminately against whites. But I do believe that the black man in the United States and any human being anywhere 
is well within his right to do whatever is necessary by any means necessary to protect his life and property, especially in a, in a country where the federal government itself has proven that it is either uh, in, unable or unwilling to protect the lives and property of those human beings. Just before Pierre takes it, you've got a pretty good fighter and the world's heavyweight champion lined up with you to help out. Yes, Pierre. <laughs> well, Mr. X, if I guess I call you that. Is that a proper uh, appellation, yes. Mr. X? I I'm wondering if you still believe, as I think you certainly did at you know, the time you were allied to the black Muslim movement, in a segregated black nation no. in North America. I don't believe in any form of segregation or any form of racism. Uh, I'm against any form of segregation and against racism. Is it, uh, am I right in saying that the black Muslim movement, which you have left, did believe in that? Well, Elijah Muhammad taught his followers that the only solution was a separate state yeah. for black people. And as long as I thought he genuinely believed that himself, uh, I believed in him and believed in his solution. But when I began to doubt that he himself believed that that was feasible, and I saw no kind of action designed to bring it into existence or bring it about, then uh, I turned in a different direction. Are you still a Muslim yourself? Oh, yes. I'm You're a Muslim. I believe in the religion of Islam, which believes in brotherhood, complete brotherhood of all people. But at the same time that I believe in this brotherhood, I don't believe in forcing my uh, desire for brotherhood upon those who aren't willing to accept it. Of course, I think the Christians would say that they also believed in brotherhood. What did you say to that? I'd say they believe in it, but don't practice it. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good answer. <laughs> Sir, when the Muezzin uh, goes up in the minaret twice a day, he cries to the world, there is but one God, and he is Allah. Do you deny that there is a Christian God? Uh, the Muezzin does this five times a day. Five times, and I only heard him twice. Well, you were fortunate to hear him twice. <laughs> but he does this five times a day, and the same God that he says uh, that he expresses the existence of is the God that the Christians profess to believe in themselves, and the God that the Jews believe in, one God, the creator of the universe. The Muslims believe in the God that created the universe, and I think the Christians do, and the Jews do. Now, as long as all of them are talking about the Creator, uh, the Jews may call him Jehovah, and Christians may have another name for him. Those who are Arabic-speaking refer to him as Allah. Well, we believe in the same God. Now, as the Muslim religion advances in the United States, are you uh, modernizing it or, or sticking with the old faiths? For example, the complete segregation of the sexes. I think that everything today on this earth is being modernized. Uh, religious uh, principles and practices, as well as political and other, and other things. Now, when you went to Mecca, this is a very sacred and forbidden city. I tried to get to Mecca myself and certainly didn't make it, uh, not being a Muslim. But how would they accept you as one? You're an American. There are few American Muslims. This is true. And by being an American and not having uh, any, not being able to speak the Arabic language, I did strike a snag, a very serious snag. But I was fortunate. Uh, to have been pretty well known by the officials in Arabia, and they knew too that I had uh, accepted Orthodox Islam. It had been highly publicized in the paper, and I became a guest of the state. I was a guest of who? Of Prince Faisal, the present King Faisal. Faisal, and they made it possible for me to go before the committee, Hajj committee or Hajj court, who examines you and and asks you questions about your belief. And if you pass it, then you are okay to go to Mecca. But it's you would true. have to have a translator then. Uh, oh, I had one. Then we realizing that our problem in America, that we are black Americans and we have a problem that goes beyond religion, we formed a group known as the Organization of Afro-American Unity. 
and the objective of this organization is non-religious, number one. Any Negro can belong to it. And the objective of, the, of that organization is to uh, bring about a condition that will guarantee respect and recognition of the 22 million black Americans as human beings. We feel that the problem, number one, of the black man in America is beyond America's ability to solve. It's a human problem, not an American problem or a Negro problem. And as a human problem or a world problem, we feel that it should be taken out of the jurisdiction of the United States government and the United States courts and taken into the United Nations in the same manner that the problems of the black man in South Africa, Angola, and other parts of the world, and even the way they're trying to bring the problems of the Jews in Russia into the United Nations because of violation of human rights. We believe that our problem is one not of violation of civil rights, but a violation of human rights. Not only are we denied the right to be a citizen in the United States, we're denied the right to be a human being. Mr. X, may I thank you very much for coming on our program and perhaps clearing away some of the cobwebs of misconception that some of us might have had about your belief. And I think you're a very sincere man, and it takes a lot of courage to, ad uh, to admit a former belief is wrong, and we congratulate you for that and the service you performed tonight in giving us your views. Thank you so much, Mr. Thank you. All right, welcome back um, to Progressive Warrior Podcast. Email us at progressivewarriorpodcast at gmail.com and give us your opinions, give us your feedback, uh, give us some hate. I love hate. I love hate mail, I should say. I, I don't love hate, but, uh, you know, I, I, I love trolls because I'll just troll your ass back is what I'll do. Um, let, let, let me quickly jump in. I don't, I don't care about your hate mail. If you're a conservative, you don't agree with me, tell me intellectually why you don't agree. Tell me what ideas or opinions or thoughts that you have that contradict mine you think would work better. If all you got is name-calling and nonsense, then shut your silly, stupid ass up and sit in your corner, children. Because real folks, grown folks, have things to do. Now, if you, did, you, if you just simply have different ideas, I would love to hear them. I might even agree with them. But if all you got is hate, then you're a demon, you're a devil, sharpen your horns, tuck that tail and walk on. Alright, so we are recording this, because I'm sure this will probably air way after the date, but we are recording this Saturday, January 28th. Yesterday, Friday, January 27th, two body cam videos were released. One for the young man in Tennessee who was stopped, and I, I can't recall his name right now, but he was stopped by a bunch of police officers. It was a traffic stop that uh, turned extremely violent for no reason at all. Um, even the officers were talking shit about beating the crap out of him, too. I didn't watch the video. I'm not going to watch the video. I've already seen George Floyd beg for his life. I don't need to see another black man who was unarmed and people are tr and people in conservative media are trying to make him out to be the bad guy because, you know, support the blue and all that. And believe me, I had my father was a Chicago police officer. I do support the blue and people like my father would have been appalled at that shit. Um... I don't support a bunch of blue thugs, which is what they are. But 
I didn't watch the video. I'm not going to watch uh, the video. But I did see the Paul Pelosi video. First off, the cocksucker, uh, whose name is, uh, what's his, uh, uh, David DePap or whatever his name is. Uh, no, his last name is DePap. The police were there. They calmly asked him to put down the hammer and he said, nope. And then as Paul Pelosi was moving away, that's when he whacked him in the head. Now, DePap was resisting arrest. He was not giving his hands to be cuffed. Why wasn't he fucking tased? Hmm. Why wasn't his ass beaten up the way they beat up this young man in Tennessee? Why was he allowed to fucking live? He had a weapon in his hand. A hammer is a weapon. And he used it. He used it. And, and later, and, and B just showed me this, later, he apologized. For not, he, yeah. Go ahead. He B. apologized. He called into a local Fox station, um, and he reached out to the reporter yesterday after the footage aired, and he said, you're welcome. And he says, I apologize. I want to say I'm sorry to everybody because I didn't get more of them. Because he didn't kill him. Because he didn't injure him even more severely. He was apologizing to his right-wing conservative terrorist friends that he didn't really murder Nancy Pelosi's husband. He was also probably apologizing that he didn't get Nancy Pelosi specifically. He's a fucking terrorist. And for all you people who were buying into conspiracy theories about the whole damn thing, no, the motherfucker was not in his underwear. Uh, and, of course, they were trying to say it was Paul Pelosi's gay lover and all this other shit. Uh, these conspiracy theories were carried out by fuckhead Carlson on Fox News. Um, and, uh, um, 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 Elon Musk on Twitter was putting this shit out there. Um, all the other conspiracy QAnon Twitter heads, Marjorie Taylor Greene was putting it out there, Lauren Boebert was putting it out there, uh, that uh, there was more to this story than we know. And, of course, they were making wisecracks about it, like they did. They uh, joked about Carrie it. Lake out here. And they then when it. Carrie Lake was called on it, she said, it's you guys in the media. You edited that video. That fucking video was not edited. Uh, uh, of, of her saying, well, I guess Nancy Pelosi's security is bad. <laughs> Whatever. They, they were making wisecracks about it left and right. But I guarantee you, if it was one of them, if it was one of them, the bottom line is they wanted to kill him and he, this, this cocksucker wanted to kill him and Nancy Pelosi. But again, again, the young man in Tennessee, it was a normal traffic stop. He was unarmed. He's now dead. This fucking DePap guy had a fucking hammer, was going to kill, his plan was to kill Paul Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi. He was resisting arrest, and he's sitting in jail right now, and he even pleaded not guilty. He pleaded not guilty. Why was there no force used for him and an innocent person with a normal traffic stop 
not a fucking weapon on him. He's now fucking dead. Explain that shit to me, can you? Explain it. Do you not see the logic here? One was unarmed. It was a traffic stop. This guy was a threat. He had a weapon. And he's alive, sitting in jail right now, talking more shit. And these are actions that are ongoing in our society. Just uh, this week, uh, there is a cop in Phoenix. He tased this man over and over and over and over again. I guess this cop was just having fun. Just having a good time tasing this guy who was just laying on the floor not even moving. And this cop just continued tasing him and tasing I hope he had a good fucking time. Eh, but the good people of Phoenix decided not even to charge this cop. That's right. Didn't even get charged for it. So I guess it's okay, ladies and gentlemen, for all of us now, if we want to, uh, just grab your taser, go out, eh, good time on this Friday night, and just tase somebody for the fun of it over and over and over and over and over and over again because apparently it's fine. It's okay. And well, it, at least it wasn't a gun. And it goes deeper than that. Here's, here's a pro-Second Amendment story. Uh, I'm surprised Fox News hasn't already picked it up yet. It involves a patriotic Republican in New Mexico named Solomon Pena. Mer- oh, yeah. Who Merica. lost his campaign for state legislature. And he, along with fo- four co-conspirators, shot up the homes of four New Mexico Democrats. Some of those bullets went into their, their, do- their daughter's bedroom while she was sleeping. Bullet holes going through the child's bedroom while she's sleeping. And this guy was running for office. He was running for office. So I guess now if you lose an election, not only do you have the right to deny the election, you also have the right to go and shoot up your opponent's house too. So I I read quite a bit on this because it's an interesting story uh, about the type of person that just seems to be okay for the conservative movement. Just like a George Santos who just lies and lies and lies and conservatives don't care. Just like a Ron DeSantis in... uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, a Ronda racist, Ronda Nazi. Ronda Satanist. Uh, I, I, I prefer, I call him out for what he is, Ronda racist. So in I, Florida, canceling education, but that's another story. So I, I read several articles you know, about the, the New Mexico politician who, along with his friends, shot up all these homes and almost killed a little girl. Uh, one article in particular stood out. It's from Jill Filipovich, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Jill Filipovich is a Brooklyn-based journalist, author, and lawyer. Jill, hope you're listening. Um, in her article, she said a few interesting things. Um, that's why I'm bringing them up. She said, The GOP bills itself as the party of law and order, but this act speaks both to the caliber of person the party is attracting and a broader pattern of right-wing violence fueled by the rhetoric coming from Republicans who hold some of the most powerful positions in the country. Jill, you're 100% right. And I've mentioned on this podcast before that there are members of Oath Keepers sitting in the House and in the Senate right now. There are members of the House and the Senate who supported the insurrection. There are members of the House and the Senate who were also involved in initiating the violence of January 6th. There are people in the House and the Senate who are terrorists. They are members of our government. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, Matt Gates. Andy Biggs, right. Lauren Boebert, That's let's right. call him out, Jim Jordan. That's right. Um, J- Joe Filipovich goes on to say that the New Mexico shootings are the entirely predictable outcome of a party that pulls in gun-obsessed conspiracy theorists, not just as voters, but as leaders. 
while feeding its base a steady stream of unhinged lies about its political opponents. Thank you, Jill. Because she's 100% right. Mm-hmm. 100% right. Now, can I just remind everyone listening to this that this has been the reality of conservative politics for decades and decades and dec- decades. This, this is not new. There's just a lot more outlets now, I feel, to fuel the fire. It's not just there Fox is. News, although Newsmax has now been dropped by DirecTV and the Republicans in the House want to investigate that now. Come on, you already got Fox News. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Fox News, uh, um, what's the other one? One Nation Network or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, you know, but uh, there's more as well as conservative radio, which is on the low end of the AM dials, as well as a lot of, there's only one progressive station on Sirius XM. There's a number of conservative ones on Sirius XM. Uh, so they have the money, they got the power structure, so there's a lot more ways to amplify this type of rhetoric now. Go on. Sure. Joe Filipovich in this uh, article went on to mention the Whitmer case, Gretchen Whitmer. Um, where three men have already been convicted of conspiring to kidnap the governor of Michigan. And, and if you remember, that was a case where, where the Michigan State Capitol building in Lansing was also occupied by armed protesters. At the May request of, of Trump on Twitter, right. people of Michigan, liberate your state after he promoted the new CDC guidelines for shutdown. But then he goes, people of Michigan, I mean, liberate your state. And he blamed it all on Gretchen Whitmer. He, on Twitter, childishly called her Gretchen Half Whitmer and said her problem is she needs to sit down and make a deal with these people. So they want to kidnap the governor of Michigan. They, they stormed the, the state house in Michigan. They stormed the Capitol on January 6th. B earlier mentioned uh, the, the gentleman that broke into Nancy Pelosi's house and basically wanted to murder her husband because she wasn't there to murder. Uh, you know, Capitol Fuck Police... Fuck your goddamn patriotic bullshit. You are far from being a patriot, motherfuckers. Capitol Police files indicate that there were nearly 10,000 threats targeting Democratic lawmakers in 2022 alone. 10,000 threats on Democratic lawmakers in 2022 alone. Eric Swalhill is getting death threats and Kevin McCarthy is amplifying it. That's not just the dozen people calling in over and over and over and over again. That's thousands of terrorists conservative terrorists who no longer believe in democracy. Right-wing terrorism is, in fact, a greater threat to the American people than Islamic terrorism. And you mentioned, you asked me on another podcast, how do we take care of the, the, the white-wing terrorists in the United States? And I mentioned the military. We traveled thousands and thousands and thousands of miles, crossed an ocean to go to the Middle East to kill Islamic terrorists. Well, we have right-wing conservative terrorists right here in the United States that we refuse to go after. And according to the U.S. government, they are a greater threat than Islamic terrorists. But they're patriots! They're yeah, patriots! Right. You think they're Flag patriots? Waving. Patriots! That's right. Fuck you! My grandfather in World War II fought, it, fought against fascism, fought against this bullshit. That's how he became a citizen, too, at the time. He believed in America. He wanted to live here. So he fought and served his country. You want to be a fucking patriot? Enlist in the fucking army or the Marines, motherfucker. Well, that's when everybody was Antifa, when everybody was an anti-fascist. That's when we fought fascism. Our grandfathers, great-grandfathers that we call the greatest generation, we call them the greatest generation because they fought against fascists. And now you, their children, and their grandchildren are terrorist fascists who don't believe in democracy. If you want to do something 
that is right. Stop playing cosplay on a fucking Sunday afternoon going into the woods in your military fatigues with your fucking fat ass and your Big Mac. Yes, I said that. I don't give a shit. Um, stop playing cosplay and going out with your AR-15s and enlist in the fucking armed forces if you want to do something. Oh, but I don't have to enlist. I'm a, I'm a patriot. Oh, fuck you. Serve in the military then. So Joe Filipovich concluded in her article by saying, this is a Republican Party problem. And the Republican Party needs to solve it or we're going to see even more violence and bloodshed. And she's 100% right. Thank you, Joe Filipovich, for telling it how it is. I've discussed this issue. I've discussed it with the same mindset and seriousness as, as seriousness as Jill has. And it's just nice to know that someone out there really gets it. Thank you, Joe Filipovich. I hope all of you can go read that article because it's important. The conservative movement is a terrorist movement, ladies and gentlemen. The leaders of this movement are terrorists. The media that stokes the fires of this movement and fail to change course are terrorists. And we must deal with them using force. Because they're armed. And you've allowed them to be armed. And just as we were with brown Muslim terrorists in the Middle East, we have to deal with white terrorists, Christian terrorists, right here in the United States of America. And real quick, and I'm going to give it to you, B. Here's a quote from yours truly. I wrote this a long time ago. I was scrolling through memories on Facebook and this came up. And I wrote a while back, if knowing is half the battle, understanding is half the war. And what I mean by that is that if we are the people, regardless of our political leanings, don't recognize the danger of these right-wing terrorists and act accordingly, we will pay for our lives. We will, play, we will pay with the blood of our children, our grandchildren, and our democracy doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. If you're an American, if you're a peaceful, loving Christian, you've got to take care of this issue. You've got to take care of this issue, B. I, I wish we, you know, um, right now it's not, it shouldn't even really be a matter of conservative or liberal, shouldn't. Republican or Democrat. It's, there's, there is right and there's wrong. Right and wrong. I don't know what the hell our country's coming to right now. Um, I there was a time when even a Republican would be against this kind of um, rhetoric, this kind of violence. There was a time when people would disown this shit. Now it's like, well, we don't want to say anything because we get their votes. I don't care if they get your votes. There is right and wrong. And believe me, if there was a liberal who did this to a Republican, like when the Bernie Sanders supporter supposedly uh, shot um, Scalise, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. It's got to be called out. And I'm not a both sides in person. But there's more on the right nowadays than there is on the left. But basically, it's always been there on the right. From, from a terrorist perspective, it, it, it's a right-wing problem. You had it with the killing of Martin Luther King. You had it with the bombing of four little girls in Alabama. 
in the 60s. Um, but back then, and I said this in the last podcast, they were wearing their bed sheets. They've taken the bed sheets off now. Now, I know Malcolm X at one point says they trade a long time ago, he said they traded in the bed sheets for a police uniform. But nowadays, they've just totally taken the bed sheets off and have given themselves other names instead of the Ku Klux Klan. They've given themselves nice names under the guise of patriotism. They've given themselves the names of the Oath Keepers. They've given themselves the name of the Proud Boys. Let's face it, when they were protesting against another uh, drag show, which I've been to drag shows. They don't cause harm for anybody. They're in entertainment. One person is getting up. There's a friend of my mother's who is famous in the Valley for doing Selena. Gets up there and uh, dances and mimics Selena. That's all it is. I, I didn't feel indoctrinated. Um, but um, still, they were out protesting and they had the swastika with them. I forgot where this happened, but they had the swastika. They were giving the Sig Heil salute. That's patriotism. That's so we've we fought against these people in World War II. Now it seems like the right is embracing these symbols until somebody like a Gosar is called out about it. Or until somebody like a Marjorie Taylor Greene, who spoke at a Nick Fuentes rally then is called out about him being a white supremacist and says oh I don't know him I just went and I, I don't know him I just went and spoke I, I never met him before even though there are pictures with her this is becoming the norm and look if you want to have a Republican party then you smart Republicans if there are any of you guys who are left you need to call this shit out. You really need to call this shit out and forcefully make your voice heard. And I'm not saying you have to vote for Democrat and uh, or cross aisles if you want to cross aisles, but I'm just saying the real true conservative out there, if you're still there and you're voting for these people and you but you, you don't agree with the shit that they're saying, well, you need to make your voice heard. Because I know you're out there. I know you are out there. The white supremacists who've always supported your party are now at the forefront of your party and have become the leaders of the party. And, and it's not that they support your party. It's that your party supports them. We saw that in Charlottesville. Your, they, your party supports white supremacists and Klansmen and nationalists and Nazis and terrorists. You've armed them. You've empowered them. You've supported them for decades and decades and decades and decades. And I can't understand how you can go to church every Sunday and call yourself a Christian while bathing and being baptized in this intolerance and bigotry. And that's what happened in our nation. Progressives moved towards intellectualism and ideas. We've moved towards tolerance and acceptance, and the right wing has moved towards intolerance and hatefulness and bigotry. And you may laugh at you know some of the goofy liberals that we have on the left, but they're not hateful terrorist monsters armed ready to murder people. That's, that's who you're in bed with right now. Like I have said before, why have we forgotten empathy? Even the Democrats... We have different ideas, 
I mean, some people might not agree with Ilhan Omar when it comes to Israel and Palestine, but I guarantee you it's not anti-Semitism, like people are saying, because she criticized the government of Israel. I don't want to get too much into that, because that is really a touchy subject. I'll get into it. There, there's there's Isra- is people of you know, Jewish um, background here in the United States who are really upset with the direction that Israel has taken. Netanyahu is a terrorist. And that has nothing to do with being Jewish or the Jewish faith. Netanyahu is a tyrant. It has to do with the government. It's a political issue, and it's a racial issue. You keep forgetting there are Jewish Palestinians. There are Christian Palestinians. The the Israeli government has been taken over by the far right, and then they're illegally... Um, burning down settlements, Palestinian settlements, and taking their land against international law. Again, nobody's rounding them up, taking them to jail, putting them in court at least, and and let's have a trial. Because Um, as soon as you do, as soon as you do, and I hate to bring this up, uh, and uh, don't take this the wrong way, but as soon as you do, as soon as they are criticized, they know how to flip it to being an anti-Semitism issue. And it has nothing to do with anti-Semitism. But as soon as you criticize what Israel is doing, the government of Israel is doing. Exactly. Let exactly. me stress that. The government because, of Israel. Because the Israeli but, people are even you know, protesting. They're in the streets protesting. They are. The Israeli people are protesting. It's, it's hateful. It's not following the Jewish... Um, 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 faith, faith, practice. It's not. It's, not, it's but, hatefulness. It's just like the, the conservatives here in the United States. You're not following your Christian values. You're not. You've become devils and demons. That's who Netanyahu is. Netanyahu is a devil. His government is is a disgusting, horrible crime upon humanity. And I know a lot of you don't understand the issue. You haven't read about it or studied it or researched it. But there are certain times when no, you're not supporting the Israeli government. You're supporting the Palestinian people because of the facts. Not because of your emotions, but because of the facts. And the facts right now are the Palestinian people, are they're having their settlements and their homes taken away from them. They're being pushed out into the streets. They're homeless. They have nowhere to go. They can't even get food to, to eat at this point. And, and Netanyahu has is, is got his foot on the pedal. How does he keep on getting reelected? Because I know they were trying to oust him. For several times, and he was under investigation for something. Because he was guilty of it. But now he's... Because he's taken over the government. When you have the government, and you have the military, you have everything. That's why Trump tried so hard to get the military on his side. He wanted to, to, to constitute martial law. Yeah. To try to take over and stay in power. Look, it's, it's just like the Russian issue in Ukraine. What if the world did not step up and help Ukraine? What would Putin have done? Putin would have would have slaughtered every Ukrainian citizen in that nation and took over their entire country. If the United States and and our allies, if the world community did not come together and assist with the Ukrainians' fight on this. And Russia is a complicated issue for me as well. Because in the grand scheme of things, like a lot of the hard left people, like Roger Waters, who used to be with Pink Floyd and Oliver Stone, I agree Russia shouldn't be our enemy. I agree that they had they fought the bloodiest battle of World War II. We like to talk about D-Day, but we seem to forget they lost more people than we did on D-Day at the Battle of Stalingrad, which they eventually won. Um, but Putin is not Gorbachev. Putin 
is not a man for peace and bridging gaps. Putin is not Gorbachev. Give me a Gorbachev again as the president of Russia. Absolutely. Putin is not that person. No, he's not. He's a tyrant. He's he's, 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 he's Netanyahu. When he arrests protesters in the street, when they were protesting against what was going on, you know, but I just, I want to uh, um, say this here and I'll wrap this up. And I'm going to stress this. We need to get back to empathy. We need to get back to calling out the hateful rhetoric. We need to start marginalizing these people and shoving them into the background again and not electing them for public office. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Paul Gosser from Arizona, whose family even hates him. Andy Biggs, whose family even hates him. Um, I'm. We need to stop amplifying these people and push them back to where they were in the background. They don't have ideas. They have hateful rhetoric. And that's where they need to be. And stop elevating them because, oh, they say, it, uh, they say what they feel. Well, it's bullshit. It's hate. I mean, they are the minority, and they are the minority within the minority party. Let's face it. They, they, they are, but somehow the minority within the minority party has been pushed to the forefront. And if you really want to save your party, you got to call them out. And again, you know, Putin is a devil. And he currently controls the Russian government. But the Russian people, they're just people, y'all. Just like you and me. Netanyahu, he's the devil, and he currently controls the Israeli government. But the Israeli people, they're just people. They're just like you and me. And you can go through every nation on earth and you see the same thing. There's people who have power and control. There's capitalists who run everything and take everything for themselves. And then there's people. They just want to survive. They want to raise their children. They want to live a decent life. That's what the fight and the struggle in the United States is all about. We do not want a Putin. We do not want... A Netanyahu. We don't want a Kim Jong-un. We do not want a Kim Jong-un. We want someone in our government that reflects the love, the empathy, the, the values of the people. We don't want a tyrant, a dictator, someone who by force controls the people. We live in a democracy. And we need to keep it. Well, thank all of you for joining the revolution tonight on the Progressive Warrior Podcast. And I want to remind you that 2024 will be upon us before you know it. So take your voice to the streets. Take it to social media, warriors. Rise up. Speak out. And be heard. Get up, get out, and get something. Don't let the days of your life pass by. You need to get up, get out, and get something. Don't spend all your time trying to get high. You need to get up, get out, and get something.